are not a wrestling organization anymore. We're the world's damn biggest puppet show. I don't need a weapon. My hands are my weapons. Go to me. I'm pregnant! The era of the ECW. I have something to say to you! Welcome to the Extreme ECW Livecast. This week we are covering ECW Hardcore TV 141 and 142. And we are into 1996. It's January 2nd and January 9th, 1996. I'm Mike Pru along with JV. JV, here we are. 1996. How you doing, man? Doing well, man. Episode 64. Yeah, 64 of these episodes plus many super plus many other specials and fillers shit. and shit like that. <laughs> fillers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shit ton of episodes. And it's funny, you know, it's 64 episodes, plus the Supercard specials, but it's been four years doing this. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like a lot for four years, but, you know, it's bi-weekly or tri-weekly, monthly at times. <laughs> you know, it's a project, right? You know, project, get the fucking do how you want to do it. Hell yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting paid. I get paid for this. Paid here. Not making any fucking money. <laughs> We're doing it for fun. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for us. It's a hobby. And it's fun. It's a damn good hobby. And man, we finally got to the point where it's probably where we want it to be. You know, when we talk about, oh, let's talk ECW and watch ECW and do a podcast about it. Let's be 96. But no, we have to be completionists. We got we to gotta do the whole thing. We got to stop back in April of 1993 and bust our ass through 93. 94, got real good, 95, and I think we had a hell of a time doing it all, right? It's got a nice velocity to it right now, Yeah, the brand of ECW. Yeah, and like it's I said, better, I th- it's gotten better every year. For me, it has. Yeah, it's gotten better every year, and I think we had fun even with the shitty shit. The shitty shit, what a yeah. time there. You know, we would never know of Johnny Baldspot and... <laughs> and the Super Destroyers and in the likes. So, man, we, we've had a ride and here we are. And we're, it's a celebration, bitches. It's 1996. So, thanks BTT Army and JV Goon, Squad, JV Goon Squad for being along with this ride for us. And thank you for all your support. And, you know, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, man, it's about time to. Follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Call me, Mike Pru at NPRU83. Call JV at John Van Damage. And also, please, if you like us here, check JV and I out. JV and I out on the uh, Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, our main podcast, which is not about to be our main podcast. This is going to be our main podcast. <laughs> but we've done uh, Bottom Line Wrestling Cast for over four years as well. And it's the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can follow that on Twitter as well at Bottom Line Cast. And we're at the point where we're doing a bunch of special episodes. We've covered the entire career of Stone Cold. And our most recent episode was part one of an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brett the Hitman Hart. And that was a hell of an episode. Hey, hell I, of a good I, time. I, yeah, I like these um these podcast reviews we've been doing. 
Yeah, it gives us a different way to look at different things that came up. You know, it and we get to hop around and cover different topics that we otherwise, you know, wouldn't do the way that we have done the show for all the years. Because for all the years that we've done it, it's always chronological. So once we get past something, it's done. You know? So we're back in this episode recovering the Montreal screw job. We haven't talked about that in four years. So obviously what we think has changed over time, or we can see different viewpoints from people, you know, and how they think. So, yeah, I love doing that. And even with the previous episode, Dean Ambrose, you know, we get to see him in a different light in his way of thinking. And it's, it's been fun doing those. I don't know how many more we'll do because some of them are long as shit. Yeah, and, the tech, yeah, with like the two hour ones. Right, two hour ones will take us like four yeah. episodes to cover. <laughs> I, put, I put the Cody Rhodes one on; it was like an hour and fifty one minutes. I was like, "Holy fuck, what happened?" Like, because the precedent was set for me watching two of them. That right. These things are an hour. Yeah, but they're not; they're long. Right. I mean, and yeah, you could watch Stone Cold and Cody talk for two hours, but I mean. Maybe I need to change my format up. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm going to cover something for two hours, it's going to take me longer to talk about it than two hours, probably. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to watch two hours. That's a lot to memorize. Yeah. That's a lot of work for you. I mean, for me, I just watch it and we talk about it. (laughs) But, like, you watch it, you cut the notes beforehand. Like, you know, like, I just get to watch it. You got to, like, research it. Well, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to just watch it, and you watch it, and say, all right, hit record. We're talking. Just talk about it. (laughs) It does pace well, though. Like, I don't know. The work you put in does. Well, it keeps us organized. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's, it's, it's unprofessional as we are. It's probably the most professional thing we have going for us. Right, because otherwise we'd probably be like, um, um, uh, what what, 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 do you think? Especially if I, like, smoke or you're drinking or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what would you think of the, um, I don't remember. What happened after that, Pop? (laughs) My memory sucks as it is, so those notes come in handy. (laughs) All right, so with that said, please check us out on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And, uh, yeah, we are pretty organized. <laughs> this is our, right here on the Extreme ECW Livecast, this is us being free, basically. <laughs> like, this is us cutting the shit. There's no notes on this episode. I think you, know? you unplugged your microphone just, or something. I, I, I mean, I always send JV something. You know, hey, you some, cut out there. I cut out? Yeah, for like a while. That's the last thing I said. Uh, you were going, all right. It was right after we were talking about how I have no memory, basically. Oh, that was like two seconds ago, man. <laughs> dude, wouldn't I just have a stroke? <laughs> just like, dude, I'm telling you, for like five for like five seconds, I I see a big blank on. Really? On the thing, you weren't talking. Did I said, check us out. On, I said, check us out on the bottom line wrestling cast. You know, we have uh, organized notes over there. <laughs> all right, so you I gotta say that? again. We don't have to rec- We don't have to go back now. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, because keep going. People are like, well, I guess JV and Mike are smoking and drinking tonight. Okay. <laughs> Your audio isn't going to pick up when we put this out. If it picks up, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I had a stroke. <laughs> then I had a stroke or something. I was probably in the ER. Ah, shit. All right. So what I was saying, and then you jumped in and be like, hey, I didn't hear you. 
I, was well, saying, I said it like three times, and then you weren't even responding. I was like, "What the hell?" And then you, then I could hear you respond. Oh, maybe it's we'll my fucking. Well, maybe it's my headphones. Maybe they're finally shit in the bed. I don't know. I felt. Yeah. I thought you kicked the cable out or something. Well, that happened last time. We talked about that. Yeah, that sound fine right now. Hey, it sounds fine. All right. So what I was last saying is that you know this is the episode where we kind of just shoot the shit. We don't have notes prepared, and. We just do it. It's not like the bottom line wrestling cast where you know, we take fucking copious notes and we're ready to go on that shit. Uh, now that's what we left off talking about there. Did you hear any of that? Do you uh, hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. What am I, the fucking uh, T-Mobile guy? <laughs> Can you hear me now? I think that's what I said. Yeah, whatever. Or maybe fuck. he's the T-Mobile guy now. He's a whore. Who he knows? He's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking. He has no loyalty. That guy. <laughs> They're gonna give me ten million in one dollars. I'm going. All right. So we spent enough time fucking around. Let's get to the episodes here. And uh, we get we got some new stuff coming here. So this is a new format in the opening here. So first we'll get to um, what we covered last time, and that that was real brief. That was kind of just a wrap up of December to dismember. And the public enemy defeated the heavenly bodies. We talked a little bit about Tom Pritchard and how he he left ECW at that time and went full time to WWF and joined the Body Donnas, which we'll get more on that in just a second. And that also they were building to House Party, which is going to be January fifth, nineteen ninety six. That's the name of a pay per view. Yeah, the House Party, House Party ninety six. Awesome. Yeah, we we talked about that last episode. <laughs> I probably said the same thing. <laughs> so House Party '96, you know, House Party always reminds me of, of course, Kid and Play. Kid and right? Play, exactly. Kid yeah. Play and Dragon Breath. You know who Dragon Breath is, JV? No fucking clue. Was that? It sounds like a <laughs> like a goth band or something. <laughs> no, Dragon Breath was goth the Breath. DJ for Kid and Play at the house parties, and it was an up and coming comedian. That was starring in those movies, Mont Lawrence. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yep. yep. And then he went on to Bad Boys and became fucking... Well, he did Martin before Bad Boys, I think, right? Or, yeah, yeah, that was before. Yeah. That's kind of like where he right took before, off the solo, yeah. like yeah. his stand-up career. I guess the music career I didn't know about. No, no, it wasn't real. That was just in the House Party movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, Kid and Play, they, I guess they were kind of musicians, but I don't <laughs> yeah, think they were they real. Were. They were like parody musicians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like Chris Rock and CB4. Yeah, it's like calling Tom Hanks a soldier. Like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, doesn't make Kid and Play rappers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's, you know, the gist of what happened on the last episode. We, we did a watch along like we usually do, but we also did cover, you know, just a recap because a lot of it was stuff that we had already seen, like Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis from November to Remember. So that was on the previous episode when we covered December 19th and 26th of 1995 to wrap up that great year of 95. And now we're moving on to an even better year, in my opinion, 1996. With that said, we have a new segment for you. And we talked about this. We were brainstorming. We were saying no, you know we do the we do the quality control center with Rick Beebe's tweets. So let's see if we can make this a real thing. Let's see if we can get Rick Beebe to get on the show 
he wants to do his own podcast, and you know we want to support him with that, and you know give him some reps, basically. Yeah, <laughs> do some reps, record some shit, get, you know, get some practice in there, and do what you do on Twitter with the Quality Control Center. Just put in audio form for us, and he did just that. He hopped on the opportunity, and we're very grateful that he did. And I think you guys will enjoy this, and I, I'm looking forward to this being a recurring segment of the opening every week or every episode. So, JV, you got the uh, you got the audio. We're gonna play it, right? Yeah. All right. So take a listen to the Quality Control Center with Rick Beebe. Take a listen. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extreme ECW Livecast Quality Control Center. My name is Rick B. First off, I'd like to express my gratitude and thanks to Mike Pru and JV for giving me this opportunity. Let's start off discussing Skip and Flip. As mentioned before, Dr. Tom Pritchard was coming into the World Wrestling Federation in early 1996 as Body Donna Flip. However, it was discovered that Skip and Flip was also the name of a songwriting duo from the late 1950s. The duo did not have any number one hits of their own, but Flip, under his real name of Gary Paxton, went on to become a Grammy Award-winning songwriter and producer. He would produce many hit songs for artists such as The Association and Tommy Rowe, as well as a number one hit in the fall of 1962 you may have heard of called The Monster Mash. Next, let's talk about the extreme enforcer, Paul Richard. He's the unknown referee at December to Dismember. The guy that looked kind of like Jerry Lynn, wearing white sneakers, had on some big wristbands. He's sporting a pretty sweet mullet, despite the fact that it's 1995. Paul Richard is a legendary referee and promoter in the New England independent wrestling scene. He's also a member of the prestigious New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Class of 2010. He was a promoter for many ECW shows in New England, and is the man credited with getting ECW Hardcore TV its first TV deal in Boston. Paul Richard retired from the wrestling business in 2018 after 38 years. A brief clarification on the stipulations for Ultimate Jeopardy 1995. In the previous episode, Mike had noted that if the Heavenly Bodies had lost the fall, all of the stipulations in the match would apply to them. This isn't true. The actual stipulations were, if the Heavenly Bodies lost the fall, any of the stipulations that were for their team only would apply. Therefore, the Eliminators would have had to leave ECW, Jason would have had his head shaved, Stevie Richards would have been locked in the cage for five minutes with all of the other team, and Beulah McGillicuddy, the lovely Beulah McGillicuddy, would have been forced to be Tommy Dreamer's valet for a week. However, the Heavenly Bodies wouldn't have suffered any consequences themselves. Lastly, I'd like to add a bit of info to the tweet I sent out a few weeks ago regarding Damian Kane, and, more specifically, the man he tagged with and later managed, DC Drake. In 1992, I was a 7-year-old wrestling fan that mainly had watched WWF. However, that summer, I got my hands on one of the aftermags and discovered that there was way more wrestling in the world than just the WWF. Within those pages, I saw an article that stuck with me for 30 years. It depicted a man with darkened, almost raccoon-like eyes and a crazed look. 
That man was DC Drake. The first picture was him gnawing on the forehead of Johnny Hotbody after bending him backwards over the top rope. The next picture showed him gouging at the eyes of J.T. Smith using the ring bell hammer. The article detailed a brief history of his career over the past few years, ending with the report of him turning on his tag partner during a match in March 1992, and then foaming at the mouth backstage when questioned by reporters. This is a fitting moment for a man whose nickname was Mad Dog. Looking back, that stuck with me. And honestly, I think DC Drake's the reason I started loving ECW so much. That's it for this week's edition of the Extreme ECW Livecast Quality Control Center. My name's Rick Beebe. Now back to you, Mike and JV. All right, we're back now from the Quality Control Center. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick, for that. That was great. JV, what were your thoughts on that? Just when you first listened to it. Obviously, we didn't listen to it right now, but we listened to it previously. What'd you think? Um, I liked it a lot. I liked the music to start. Yeah, that was the perfect definitely choice ECW-ish. of music. Yeah, and then I liked the background information on. Uh, I already forget his name. The referee, Paul Richard. Paul Richard. Yeah, like that guy had some impressive credentials. Like he got shit done. Yeah, and he was a big time guy in our area. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Boston. I was wild. Yeah. So that was that was some great shit. I like the um. More details on the uh, the skip and flip. You know how skip and flip were some. Uh, they were like a duo of you know a pop duo, songwriters and shit back in the nineteen fifties. And one of them even went on to write the Monster Mash. And nineteen sixty two hit, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And you know I that think that's literally what Rick just said in the video in, in his thing. Yeah, well, I didn't just listen to it something, two seconds ago. Something like that. <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> you should have just said, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's 62. If I'm wrong, then. Oh, you said you just said 52. Now you're saying 62. No, so. I said 62. Okay. We'll see. Go back and watch it when you can see me, hear you not talking. and You can hear your silence in that. Well, you better fix that. <laughs> no, it's staying. <laughs> then I gotta fix this, and then they're gonna know what the fuck we're talking about. So it stays. Everything stays. Do it live. Fuck. We're six, all right, we're sixty-four episodes in. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it's it. not the first episode. Yeah, if you're watching this for the first time, listening. Yeah, uh, yeah, too. listening, watching. <laughs> all right. So anyway, that was that was great information about Skip and Flip and how Tom Pritchard. Maybe, you know, his name was changed to Zip because of maybe some kind of potential lawsuit for using the skip and flip as the body Donna's. I think it would be like the ECW live cast where nobody would even notice it. <laughs> they could have been skip and flip if they wanted to. Nobody would have given a fuck because who remembers the fucking group from the 1950s? That's my opinion. But uh, another thing, and I'm glad he Rick brought this up, was the ultimate Jeopardy stipulation it was a clarification and it was my mistake and at the time of saying this during that episode i knew it was a fuck up i was like i think i fucked this up (laughs) i don't think i know exactly what the stipulation is but i said um the heavenly bodies if they lose they'll have to endure all the stipulations (laughs) of everybody else it was close 
I interpreted that wrong, and I knew that made no sense, but I just said, ah, fuck it. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the opposite. It was if the heavenly bodies would have lost, because they're basically saying, you know, we're going to win, so we don't give a fuck what happens to us. You know, so if we lose, you know, all the stipulations would apply to everyone else. So that's how, like, confident you know, however this match was set up, is that oh, if the heavenly bodies lose, then all those other stipulations, like Stevie Richards, you know, getting his ass beat for five minutes, that's going to happen. Like, all the things would happen if the heavenly bodies lose. So all the pressure's on them to win. Or not get pinned. So, thanks for that clarification. And then also, Rick uh, gave us a little breakdown of how he fell into love with Extreme wrestling and it happened with DC Drake. And Rick had told us this story long ago. You know, right on Twitter. So I'm glad he brought it up again. Because it does really help us understand his love for extreme wrestling, ECW, and you know why he likes to help us out so much. So thanks for that. And I think that was great. Quality control center from Rick Beebe. And I love how he plays it straight too, like a fucking news anchor. Just boom. Yeah, yeah. And not the facts. That's a nice cadence to it. Yeah. Sounds great. I love it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And, you know, JV and I will try to fumble and bumble around as much as we can during this episode so Rick can bring some shit up for the next Quality Control Center. And I like it. I like that the pressure's off. Not that I had much pressure anyway. But now I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to look up anything because Rick can fucking just jump in and do all of it. You know, and that's how he's been anyway, really. He's the research department head for a reason. But now that he has this segment, like, all right, let's give him more free reign to just say what he has to say. As long as he doesn't make fun of us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I'm to feel self-conscious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that way, so. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> but anyway, thanks, Rick. And guys, if you want the original tweets, because Rick said that he's going to keep doing his tweets once he hears the episode, he listens to it just like you guys, and he always gives feedback right away to us and brings up anything that comes to mind. And his segment here, Quality Control Center, is going to be based off his tw- off of his tweets, essentially. So if you want to see the original tweets as they come out, follow Rick on Twitter at LeoWyatt85, L-E-O-W-Y-A-T-T-8-5, at LeoWyatt. You can see those original tweets. And Rick is uh, hes great at responding to anybody that, you know, is tweeting in regards to the Extreme ECW livecast. So he's our third man right there. He's, he, he's, uh, he's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he's the third man. <laughs> All right. So let's now get into some house show results real quickly. There is a holiday hell tour show in Glen Olden. Pennsylvania at the Briarcliff Fieldhouse on December 28th, 1995. It's a sellout. It's 400 people selling out <laughs> the Fieldhouse. Yeah. Must be a middle school Fieldhouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, what we have here is Taz defeating Donnie Allen, El Porto Ricano defeating Koji Nakagawa, who we're going to see on a later episode. Koji Nakagawa. <laughs> and he's he's a he's like the Japanese version of Bret Hart. 
<laughs> he's like a ripoff <laughs> version of Bret Hart. That's hilarious. He wears like the glasses pink and tights. And yeah, I think he has. He, maybe he doesn't have the glasses, but he has like the move set and the pink clothes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> so. that's great. <laughs> we'll see him eventually. He he's gonna have a match with Taz soon. All right, so we also have Bubba Ray and Dances with Dudley defeat the Bad Crew. Hack Myers defeats JT Smith. It was supposed to be Hack Myers versus Steve Austin, but Steve Austin's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to WWF. So JT Smith subbed for, for Austin. The Eliminators defeated the Pitbulls. And the Eliminators actually were subbing for the Heavenly Bodies since they were basically out of here at this point. So a lot of subs in this match, in this show. You had Tuco Scorpio pinning Johnny Grunge. 911 pinned Bruiser Mastino, who we're going to talk about a little later. Will be somebody that you guys will remember from shitty 1995 WWF. Tommy Dreamer and Mikey Whipwreck defeat Raven and Stevie Riches in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Sabu pins Rocco Rock in a separate match. And then you have the main event, Sandman defeating Cactus Jack in a ECW Championship match. All right, now we get to our show here, our first episode of 1996. It's Season 4, Episode 1 on Peacock. But again, if you are a BTT Patreon member, you will have access to the original episodes. So please, if you don't have access, just ask Mike Mills, and he'll give you that access if you need it. All right, so it's going to be episode 141 of ECW Hardcore TV, January 2nd, 1995. And we'll be covering matches from Holiday Hell, 1995. Okay, so this is a Supercard show. It is available separately as the full entire Supercard show on the network, on Peacock. We're gonna we're gonna break it down into these hardcore episodes, and it was held on December 29th, nineteen ninety five. So while we are in nineteen ninety six, kind of technically in nineteen ninety five still, whatever. So we're gonna run time of fifty three minutes and twelve seconds on this one, and JV, you all set? You all yeah, set to go? Here? I got it up. Let me uh hold one second. Yep, I'm good. I just wanted to make sure it didn't load. So, I'll do the same thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, so I'll give a countdown. Three down to one, then say play. When I say play, we'll click play, and we'll get started here. The kickoff, 1996. Three, two, one, play. Oh, the Twin Towers. Wow, that's a powerful shot. Shit. All right, so they're in New York, and this is their first big show in New York. Their first show in New York. They're in Queens, actually, here. Queens, New York. And we got footage of the guys in the crowd outside waiting to get in. And here we go. Joey Styles kicking off the show. They're in New York City. Oh, Missy Hyatt. Wow. Wow. Missy Hyatt with her regular friend. Yeah, regular. <laughs> regular Jane. Regular Jane friend. And here's Paul Heyman. 
Introducing the New York audience. Welcome to fucking New York, man. This is a big show for them. Oh, yeah, huge. In New York, their first show in New York. We got some snow on the ground. Sandman spitting everywhere. So it looks like we're getting a highlight package of some of the events that went down here. Holiday Hell 95. Now, this was part of a tour, so... There was a lot of holiday hell shows at this time. But this one takes the credit for being known as the holiday hell big show. I guess. This is the big one. This is the big one. Ooh. Who's these chicks? What's Goldfinger? Right. Strip club? Uh, must be. Goldfinger sounds right. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> Back right, when so New we York gotta... was like tough. Yeah. Before it got cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to be. You watch New York, like you watch movies from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Oh New York's God. like fucking. It's badass. Gross. Yeah. A lot of street cred from New York back in those days. Now I don't know if New York gets the same street cred. Does it? No, no way. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, there we go. Oh, All right, we're getting footage here of Tommy Dreamer pile driving Beulah. And then we cut to Bubba going to the top rope. And he's going to splash Blue Meanie. So, this is a lot of stuff we haven't seen yet. Yeah, that was cool. So, this looks like just maybe a compilation of what happened. Back to and regular friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll take regular friend all night. Me too. <laughs> all night long. All night. <laughs> that, hey, speaking of that song, that's one of the best videos ever. That music video. I'd have to watch it again. Oh, God, you got to watch it. It's like in a fake little city. You can tell it's a set. It almost looks like if in Living Colors set was larger. <laughs> okay, you, know? Yeah. you know how it's like street yeah. tops? Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but the, my dumbass as a little kid thought it was... I don't think until I rewatched it in my teenagers, I realized it was a set. <laughs> Everybody's dancing in the street on the lawn. <laughs> it's a great song. Hey, we got a hey, music break song right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't have any yet? If we don't have any yet, then bang, that's one. Boom, it's in. We're using it. Yeah. And I'll just pick something for the last one. Unless, unless go. we get a good idea. Yeah, see if something comes up. The All pin. Right, so oh, no. Was it a three count? Or he kicked no, out? he kicked oh. out. But, we anyway, that? we're just seeing highlights. A lot of context. We're not getting any idea of what's happening. Alright, so, guys. We couldn't really explain what was happening there because we haven't seen any of it. It was just kind of a preview of what's to come. So I'm sure we'll see it over the course of the next couple episodes because these two episodes, January 2nd and 9th, will be covering Whoa. that show, Holiday Hell. Welcome to Holiday Hell! <laughs> Hell! Oh, Belfonso sighting. Yes. Love our Bill. 
Alright, so while this is going on, let me give you a preview of what's going to be on this episode. We're going to get an interview with Stevie Richards and Blue Meanie. Missy Hyatt's going to debut. We just saw her a little bit there, but we'll get more of her. We get an ECW TV title match. Too Cold versus Mikey Whipwreck. And the Public Enemy versus the Gangsters. The Gangsters are back. Uh-oh. All right. So let's take a listen to this opening here. Now, now it's extreme. Whew. This crowd is jacked, man. All right. It looks just like ECW Arena. <laughs> Doesn't it? Kind of. Yeah, like... Not exactly, but yeah, it looks close enough. All right, so Stevie jumps in the ring along with the blue meanie. Joey hates the blue meanie. Who wouldn't with those fucking shorts that he has on? Oh, man, he's awful. I don't like him at all. Never did. No? Nope. You don't appreciate Never. him at all? Zero appreciation. <laughs> Why? No, no, no. Why would you? I don't know. I just like his personality. Well, I guess he's doing his job if I don't like him. <laughs> nah. I, he has no real credit this at this point. I think I like him now more because I've heard him on podcasts and shit. At this point, he's just a fat guy who knows somebody. I I think Stevie Riches is a good talker. Stevie Riches is great all around, I think. He never got this kind of mic time on other shows. Look, he went to, what? He was in WCW and WWE, no? <sighs> Not before this, obviously. No. But after this. He was definitely in. Def yeah, obviously WWF. he was in WWF. We know yeah. we covered the right to censor and. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was. He was. I thought he was fine there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was good there. Yeah. He was the he leader of the right to censor. Yeah. Him and um. Bull Buchanan was there. No, nah, who was the chick? Oh um. What the fuck's her name? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Cat? No, not Cat. That's Jerry Lawler's girl. I don't know why we're drawing a blank here, but... Everyone's yelling at us right now. It was fucking Ivory, man. It's fucking Ivory. Yeah, Ivory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Ivory. <laughs> Ivory looking like she's in a fucking Peter Gabriel video. <laughs> yeah. With their hair slicked back. <laughs> I think that music video was the first time I got like feelings for a woman. <laughs> that would come on. It's like, wow, look at him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. No, I, I believe you because it's around the same time that I started to have feelings for a woman. <laughs> that music video. It wasn't that. It wasn't him though. I was like, I like this. I don't know why. And then, you know, you realize it's the chicks. Is you he know? the one with the chicks, though? Or are we thinking somebody else? What song is that? No. Simply Resistible, I think. 
It, was that him though? Didn't he always have chicks in his video? No, Robert Palmer, you're thinking. Yeah, alright, so not Peter Gabriel. Robert but they were Palmer. in the same band. Oh, were they? They were, they were in Genesis. Robert oh, Palmer. That's right, with um, Peter George Gabriel. Collins. Yeah. Is it George Collins? No, Phil Collins. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, people knew what we were talking about. Those fucking chicks with the slick back hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so fine. I was like, oh shit, Simply this is this I'm gonna, I sit down for this one. All right, so I'll get back to my part of the story in a second. But fuck, let's look at oh. Missy Hyatt popping her titties out right Let now. Out. So Missy Hyatt was in the crowd, and Stevie's saying, "I'll get you with Raven." If you kiss me, she takes her tits out. Yeah, she's to making out with Stevie. Holy Look how moly! Into it she is. And she's been out for she's been out of wrestling for about a year. Have the Eric Bischoff can their ass because she was bitching about Sherry Martel being <laughs> hired. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, Stevie Richards was trying to fix his boner that he. <laughs> That's a subtle guy thing that you know. <laughs> Look at the guy to the left over Joey's shoulders. Oh yeah, yep. I know, I know. What's BCW? BCW yeah. on his shirt. I thought he was going to attack him. I thought he was part of a different uh, promotion. He looks like the villain from Last Action Hero. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> you know. Oh, you ever yeah. see uh, I Come in Peace, the alien? <laughs> yeah, I Come in Peace. Jabbing in his fucking. Oh, right now we get. Getting... Know what I'm talking about. So right now they're showing this November to Remember 95 home video commercial. This is like stapled in my mind. I've seen this so many damn times from watching ECW at this time. Like even before seeing it, like I felt like I knew everything that happened just from this commercial. <laughs> Fucking great. All right, so. Back to what I was going to say about the first time I started having feelings. <laughs> like you said about uh, Robert Palmer's uh, backup dancers. Mine was for... Like I said, it was around the same time. There was another video on MTV. And it was Walk Like an Egyptian. From the Bangles. Oh, yeah. And that lead... I don't know if she's the lead, but... And she's fucking hot. Uh... I gotta look up her name. She's freaking smoking. She's a babe. Susanna Hoffs. Yeah, Susanna Hoffs. She's freaking smoking. She's 63 years old. She's still hot. Yeah. That's a weird thing to know, like, when you're into something. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Like, when you can pinpoint, like, yep, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, like, a pretty... I don't know if that that was up there. It might like not that, have been, like... That is pretty to me. Yeah. That, you know, you don't know about sex, obviously, but it's like, yep. Yeah, I knew that, I liked it. I like that. It's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but all of a sudden, those Tonka trucks don't look so fucking... And those Power Rangers don't look so fucking cool. That girl's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> kind of want to watch more MTV. And that's where they got you. <laughs> yeah. Let's show... You know, let's show a bunch of people. Oh, we just <laughs> got to sell sex on here? Yeah, that's it. 
spring break, fucking all yeah. that. No wonder why when I was uh, around 12, when I would go to my grandparents on the weekend, MTV wasn't allowed. <laughs> really? No MTV. Oh, I couldn't watch it at my grandparents either. Yeah. This would be this would be my father's parents, so yep. grandparents that I only saw once a week when I visit on Sundays. Yep. Was, no MTV. No. The thing they hated the most was Real World. <laughs> I love that. I thought it was that. just a bunch of young kids fucking around, <laughs> which is basically what it was. <laughs> All right, so we're getting uh, a big match here, I think. Too Cold Scorpio versus Mikey Whipwreck. Joe Gurner is announcing Too Cold, and Too Cold is still complaining about the weight that's being called out. He's saying, no, no, I'm this weight, and I'm chiseled. (laughs) I don't even know why they would do this gimmick. If you don't put... If you don't recognize that his weight's heavy, then I don't think you would even notice or even care. Right? Like, you want to look at him and be like, oh, he's fat or he's out of shape. No, no way. They make it a point to say it, though. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, that's a way to give him some character and gimmick. Another thing I, I do like about what they just announced is uh, he wants to be called Two Gold Scorpio because he's about <laughs> to have two titles in this match. Oh, he's, shit. He's the tag team champion, and he's going to win the TV championship. Well, he's the TV champion, rather, and he's going to win the TV, I mean the tag team title. And this should be a good match. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> we are not playing that for the last song. No. We don't have to play that. No, that's pushed. Even though that's a banger. That's a bangle. <laughs> what are we playing again? Uh... <laughs> Not Toto. Toto. Do, 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 do. Oh, roll up by Mikey. Nah, I think I put it in the notes. Maybe not. Well, we'll remember. Now Toto's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck do you have to no, say I that? No, I can't think of any other song. I can't even watch the match. Like, what did Tupac sing? Like, no matter who I think of, it's just fucking... No, you want to listen to Toto. Maybe we play Toto. Now, we need Rick to tell us what we originally planned for the song, right? It'll come to us. <laughs> Not cold. that important. He's working Mikey Whipwreck hard here. 
Does Mikey ever change his gear? Uh, slightly, I think, towards the end, but it's still basically pretty much the same kind of shit. A baggy t-shirt with... Yeah. Eventually, he dyes his hair. That's kind of fucked up. Alright, so Scorpio, baseball slide, kicking Mikey to the guardrail. Scorpio slides on out, grabs Mikey, whips him. Right into the guardrail. And a clothesline. Looks great. And this Queen's audience is loving it. Holy shit. That kick was vicious, dude. Wow, you hear that slap? Man? That was loud. I don't know if Scorpio slapped his leg on that one. <laughs> he may have. Oh, he probably did. <laughs> but it looked great and it, it sounded well. great. Yeah, that was hey, that's perfect. Supposed to make me think he didn't slap his leg. That's right. Oh, Scorpio's calling for it, but why are you calling for that? He's not even on the mat. White, Mikey Whipwreck's getting back up. Nice drop kick by Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey's getting some heat here. Building up heat from the crowd. Not negative heat, but heat in the sense that he's getting noticed there. Another, another baseball slide, but from Mikey. And Mikey dives over the top rope. It's too cold. They actually have mats down here, JV. Oh, yeah. They got, yeah. No, they don't have mats mat? down. In, yeah, it is mats. Okay. No, they usually don't have mats. Oh. Well, they got some like, blue mats it's now. covering some good area there. Yeah, big chunk. I mean, they're it even just goes mat right into the audience. I don't think they do anything. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it <laughs> I does thought much. they were mats. It kind of just looks like... It looks like it was for a birthday party. blue tarp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you put on yeah. the table at the birthday party. It might as well be like <laughs> painter's like paper. <laughs> the big fucking roll. Yeah. I hate... That's why... That's the worst part of painting is fucking prepping. Oh, yeah, oh, putting the tape, tape up. Everything. You oh. got, and you got to fucking make sure you got fucking. Oh, the tape is like one day. Like, do that. Fuck it. I'm done today. Yeah, yeah that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? When we were painting, like, the house before we moved in and shit. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. that's it for today. Tomorrow. Or I'd put a coat on. I'd be like, I'm not putting a You can put a coat on later. I'm like, no, I'll do it tomorrow. So it took, like, three days to paint, like, one room. I tape it, one coat. If I had to prime it, prime it. Be th you know, three yeah. Take your fucking time. Like, I'm not fucking getting paid to do this. It's my time. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my time. Like, I don't want to waste my time doing that. Oh, Scorpio just nailed Mikey in the nuts, sending him through the first and second rope to the mat. The little little sliver of blue mat, whatever the fuck that was. 
And you have Missy Hyatt and her her friend laughing at Mikey Scorpio. I don't know who the fuck they're laughing at, but they keep showing them. So Missy is basically so desperate that she has to go to an ECW show and heckle people in the crowd. <laughs> that's that's the story here. Is that the kayfabe story here? Missy's just on a, a night out in New York, checking out ECW. At this field house with a little basketball hoop right near the ring. I want Tuco Scorpio to do a backflip off the top rope and yeah. slam dunk the hoop. <laughs> like no one brought a basketball. Remember his uh, WCW debut or his video package in WCW where he started playing basketball with the kids at the oh, park? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> that sucked. Why did we cover that? It was part of us uh, covering the Hollywood Blondes. Okay. <laughs> On the bottom line wrestling cast. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad it was good. Yeah. Hey, Ow! Here goes to go, Scorpio. Hey, hey. It was memorable. <laughs> and that was way before this. <laughs> oh, scooping a slam from Scorpio to Mikey. And Scorpio's calling for it. Oh, Joey's asking, is it the Scorpio Splash or the bomb? He's going to drop the bomb on him. There it is. He drops a bomb on him. You dropped the bomb on me. Baby. And here he goes. Oh. Ooh. Whew. I guess that was a Scorpio bomb. Oh, again, Scorpio does this. Goes for a cover. Could have pinned him. Could have pinned Mikey. But disrespectfully, decides not to. John Finnegan is not happy about it. But Scorpio says, fuck you. I got more work to do. Scorpio goes for a super kick. Boom. Nails him out. Now that's some sweet chin music. Sweet spit music right there. He's spitting in his face. <laughs> You like spit? Getting a little Let's cocky he's here. Had the match won like six times. Yeah, so he's going to go up top here and he's going to lose it. Let's see. Oh, Mikey's up. Oh. Mikey splits the leg. Scorpio falls over his balls. Scorpio still has the advantage. He's up higher. Mikey's fighting back. Going up to the... He's going for a... Frank and Mikey, there it is. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got that wrong like, for like a month now. <laughs> the Frank and Mikey, not the Mikey Rana, the Hara Mikey, the, the, whip, the whip wreck. <laughs> Again, I still say it should be called the whip wreck. Might be whip neck. That's even better. The whip neck. Oh, Scorpio goes for a roll one for Mikey. One, two. Nope. Kick out. Uh, uh. Oh, my God. This is a good match, man. 
This is another good Scorpio match. And Mikey basically never fails to deliver. Oh, shit. Scorpio kicked Mikey. Mikey knocked down the referee. Oh. Scorpio comes down for a splash, but Mikey moves. John Finnegan is out. Scorpio hits a super kick on Mikey. <laughs> Ref and Mikey are down. Yeah, oh, my God. The ref's sciatic is fucked up. Oh, yeah, he can't get up. He's done. Mikey gets set up. Oh, he's going to do it. He's gonna Scorpio's up. going he's up to the top. Yeah. He's not winning this. No, referee's out. That sucked. What was that? That's what like something that? I do in a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like me, yeah. Me, me. That's me pretending I'm doing a flip or something. Yeah. You jump backwards and then just turn around. <laughs> that sucked. Oh, I love how your reaction was the same way. That's something I would try to do. To... <laughs> <laughs> like, Reminds me of uh, yesterday I brought my daughter to gymnastics and she's still trying to do cartwheels and she like does it like half-ass. <laughs> like she just like puts her two hands down and like shakes her body to one side. Like, What's even that feeling like as a parent when you watch your kid try to do something and you're like, ah, oh, they suck at it. Like yeah. that's got to suck, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's only a second week of gymnastics. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the... Uh, and her partner that she's like doing the station with is like doing it way better than her. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. That's all right. That's all right. She'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I bet that's how my dad felt about me when I was trying to play like fucking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we just missed a great spy, but it's uh, Mick Foley came in and fucking nailed Scorpio with a DDT. So Mikey wins the TV title because he pinned Scorpio, but now Mikey needs a tag team partner, and basically Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, is proclaiming himself Mikey's partner. Like, all right, I'm your partner. I'm the tag team champion now. So Cactus Jack is the champ again with Mikey. See, hey, I helped you win. Well, Mikey's not accepting it. Oh. What? All right, so Mikey didn't want to accept Cactus's help. So he's going to give Scorpio the belt back. Mikey doesn't want anything to do with Cactus Jack. So we got reluctant partners here, Cactus Jack and Mikey. Interesting development. All right, so now we got a commercial with Lance right here. And I think we're going to see this probably a shit ton of times here. Oh, we got a t-shirt here, the ECFNW, the original. And on the back of it says, of course, you know, this means war. <laughs> All right, hardcore action on the internet. WWGstand.com. I'll call the hotline. Who is ECW's most hardcore wrestler? $1.99 for a minute. That's expensive now. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, so... Yeah, this is, you know, the commercial segment. Hey, remember the song, JV? I was born in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
something like that. Yeah. Obviously not 2004, but. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen to Joey for a little, little bit here. Right now, and as it stands, Mikey Whipwreck is the new <laughs> ECW World Television Champion, as well as one half of the new ECW yeah, World Tag Team Champions. And because he has no choice, because Cactus Jack has declared himself Mikey's partner, Mikey and Cactus for the second time are ECW Tag Team Champions. Mikey doesn't seem too thrilled. It was a long time ago that they had the belts. They're still friends, but professionally, they no longer see eye to eye. Cactus declared himself half of the champions, and he did play a very instrumental role in the outcome of that matchup. It will be interesting to see how these two function as a team, if they can function as a team. And one has to wonder, how does the Sandman feel now that he is no longer one half of the ECW World Tag Team Champions? And you know woman can't be happy she no longer controls all the gold here in ecw here to tell you more about everything oh joey's saying that woman's not the champion anymore she doesn't huh. control anything anymore huh oh shit hype central yeah you can tell it's hype because the camera's shaking making me yeah. dizzy <laughs> it's all over the place hype central that has nothing on the quality control center of the extreme ecw live cast all right so now we're getting some uh Match update. Oh, thanks, Lance. Couldn't even fucking read it. Surprise, I'm back. I'm back, bitch. I changed my shirt. Yeah, I don't wear black now. I got blue on. Have you had a seizure yet watching this? Oh my god. Oh, this is a good song. Blur. Right, this is Blur, right? Yeah, yeah. Before they were the girls. Remember Sarah right. Jr., 911 versus the Eliminators Listen, at House Party 96. Does it most of the people from Blur, the band members, become the gorillas? I forget. Is that it? Maybe this isn't even Blur. Because now we got a female. Dude. Yeah, who the fuck was that? Maybe that's maybe that's not Blur. It's not Blur. No. Maybe that's, um... The fucking other... What's that band? Like garbage. Is it garbage? I don't, think it's... I don't think this is garbage. Alright. This is not important enough for Rick to look up, but you can look it up if you want. <laughs> yeah. We're having a hard time with music today. Oh, we know this one. <laughs> Fucking Ja Rule. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Just kidding. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, yeah. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> oh, Ja Rule. He died, huh? No, he died. Oh, cool. Coolio died. Coolio died. Yeah, not Ja Rule. Yeah, you're thinking of Ja Rule now. He's fucking robbing people of money or like an island or something. No, it's like kid just graduated high school and shit. Like Ja Rule? And he was at like the graduation Dude. and his kid <laughs> looks know, just like him. Who, Ja Rule's kid? Yeah. Have you you know he's like was part of like some wicked shady like concert event that never happened. 
right? Oh, really? Dude, is a doc on Netflix. It's wild. All right. Shaw Rule's lore is, like, pretty fucking crazy now. What would I do with all my baby? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's funny, because people are like, can't believe we spent all this money. It was, like, supposed to... Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Public enemy time. ...of American children that are more afraid of living than dying. Nice. Let the boys be boys. I thought they were done. They are. Their, fa- their, fi- their farewell match is January 5th. The house party. House party 96. I'm a b-boy standing in my b-boy stance. And I'm busting my pants. <laughs> this guy's in a golf car. is great. I'd go golfing with them. <laughs> They're probably fucking great. <laughs> no, I bet Rocco Rock is great. Johnny Grunt sucks. Yeah. Rocco Rock's probably fucking awesome at golf. <laughs> Oh my god, all this music in this episode. Uh, I have to play this one. Sorry. Shit. Yeah, it wasn't even Toto that we were thinking of. <laughs> no, no, no we, I think we had. No, it sucks. We were so confident what we were going to play, we don't even fucking remember what it was. Yeah, we'll remember. God damn it. Fantastic. Oh, we played Voyage? Fantastic Voyage before. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's so good. No, we haven't played. I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a ball. Johnny looks like Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> wow. Oh, my it's like God. Kid Rock and Bray Wyatt. It's fucking Johnny Grunge Wyatt. Fat Kid Rock. Not fat. He's not fat. I shouldn't say that. No. He, big. He's definitely not fat. He's just big. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I was leaving uh, the Thibodeau Casino. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> that was awesome. Alright, so this is basically a video package of Public Enemy and the Gangsters. And we're going to get the Gangsters coming back here. They haven't been around in a couple of months. So here we are at the end of December. Their last match was in October. And then previously before that, they haven't had a match since since August. So it's like every two months they're coming around. Probably because, you know, they got fucking rap sheets and shit. I'm not talking about lyrics. I'm talking about fucking jail. Mustafa Saeed, um, Mustafa Saeed, I'm pretty sure he went to jail during that time. Ah, oh, we're getting a clip of Rocco jumping off the steel cage, doing the backflip through the tables. Ah, oh, that was great. In the training of Mikey, getting all the beers. Remember that? <laughs> Mikey collecting all the beers and training, training Mikey for his ladder match with the. That's right. What's saying, man? I'm gonna miss these guys. Another big match coming up here. Crowds into it. Still looking like that. Alright, so this is another match from Holiday Hell, December 29th, 1995. Public Enemy versus the Gangsters. Here's our team 
P.E. I'd say safe to say, JV, the best tag team in ECW. Oh, hands point. down. Is, yeah, absolutely. This is the team. Team Extreme. So, hyping up House Party. Farewell to the Public Enemy. January 5th, 1996. My born day. My born day. Another fucking Lance Wright commercial. Hyping the t-shirt. Lance Wright saying that he's wearing his corporate studs. Right now we're on my corporate studs, but I like to settle down with this ECW TV shirt. I always wanted that shirt. Cactus Jack. Fucking nailing somebody with a fucking what a, what a way trash to can. Nice transition. Oh, look at all these clips, though. This is some great clips of shit that we've watched. Sandman nailing Tommy over the head. Mikey fucking up Sandman with the chair. 911. Rick Steiner. Born to be wild. Here they come, Public Enemy. Rocking their new gear. Rocking their WCW gear. Dude, when you when you check out Nitros from the time that they first come in, they look so lame and shitty compared to everybody else. Crowd is amped no, up just, for our boys. Didn't come off well in WCW. What's that? The Public Enemy. When they're in WCW, they just don't come off the same. Nah, it's not the same crowd, environment. The crowd either. doesn't give a fuck, you know. If it was NWO time, they can't cut promos. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right. They well, were just. It was bad timing. Yeah. I mean, they came in early before the NWO. And that was shitty time. Oh. Here it comes. The gangsters. <laughs> These guys are just crazy. And just run in. Time to fucking battle. Natural born killers. And just plays throughout the match. <laughs> Journey with me to the mind of a maniac. New Jack just comes in. Time for blood. Yep. He was born to be a killer since he came out the nutsack. <laughs> Are they both alive? I think New, New Jack died. Yeah. That makes sense. Recently. Yeah, New Jack just died last May. I'd imagine Mustafa's still alive. Yeah, Mustafa's still alive. 
I wonder what's uh, is the new Jack. Is he wearing a shirt of himself? Gotta get a closer look and see. All right, so this is gonna be the last Alrighty. one of the last battles between them here. We know this is just gonna be a shit show. But, oh, but that's a nice spot. Of course, it's from Rocco. Hey, Rocco! Hey, Rocco! Hey, Spado! Hey, Paulie! <laughs> hey, Paulie, why you banging my sister? Paulie ain't about you! Teach you a little chubby. Ooh! You didn't want a boombox? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Johnny Grunge nailing New Jack with a fucking mini boombox. Yeah, hard ass plastic. Oh Back yeah. When plastic was plastic. Plastic today's so fucking fragile. I felt like as a kid my plastic toys you know, they wouldn't break. Now they put plastic around like a television and it can like crack no, now the, now the pla No, it's like the difference between having a like on Easter, when you have a chocolate bunny that's filled with, you know, full chocolate, and then you have the hollow bunny. Plastic today is like the fucking hollow yeah, chocolate. Yeah, it sucks. It's not all plastic. It's just like a fucking coating of plastic. Yeah. We coated <laughs> this. This glass and plastic. It's hollow inside. Yeah. <laughs> it smashes and sucks. I still haven't got a clear view of this T-shirt. Nah, and it's gonna be tough because it's like not 1080. Right. His... Our eyes can't see. Our eyes could see this perfectly. Fucking 30 years ago. Oh, his T-shirt no looks complaints. though. Looks like his T-shirt looks like, and obviously this wouldn't fit for the time. But his T-shirt looks like a Cash Money Records <laughs> album cover. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like there's a gold tank on the front. <laughs> yeah. That would no, be um, no, no limit. Same thing. All the same <laughs> style. All the same style. <laughs> I'm a no limit soldier. Like I told you. Soldier. <laughs> if you hear me. Music used to kick ass. <laughs> We're fucking old. <laughs> Oh, fucking listen to music. Like, why does everybody mumble rap now? Like, that should have been like a one-guy thing. Yeah, that became the norm. It's to like, do oh, that. we don't have to. We, we don't have to use words when we rap. It's like, <laughs> thank God for good beats. Yeah, well, that helps, obviously. It always did help. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> you ever go back, listen to an old song, and you hear the lyrics, you're like, what the Socks. fuck are they talking about? <laughs> now, you watched, yeah, you you saw the Dave Chappelle Saturday Night Live from yes. a few weeks back, right? Mm -hmm. And the musical guest was Blackstar. Most Def and uh, Talib yeah, Kweli. Yep, yep, yep. They fucking killed it. Yeah, because you—they're great. They're incredible. Lyricists. They're real rappers. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Lyricists. Yeah, yeah. And they they're had great beats. 
But what I like that they did with their performance, and it goes back to what you're saying, like all this mumble rap and people don't know what's being said at all. They made it clear what was being said because they had their lyrics written, like on a like on a teleprompter, on the screen behind them, so people could follow along with what they were saying. That's how fucking like aware they are. It's like how shitty rap is. People don't even listen. So if you're not gonna listen, we're gonna put the words right behind. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good so point. you can see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking great. They they still got it, man. These guys. It's like I mean, go Kanye home, was kids. a good one, but I mean, can't fucking support him uh, anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Am I still gonna listen to his music? I don't know. I think you li- that's the <laughs> you listen to his music now with headphones. You don't like blast it in your car off the windows. <laughs> Oh, wow. We've got a battle going on in here in the ring. and It's got a moonsault from Rocco Rock to Mustafa on the table, but the table didn't break. No give on that table. Mustafa's coming back. He tosses Johnny Grunge out of the ring. Johnny Grunge is busted open. Rocco's coming back. But Mustafa still has full control. Holy. Ooh. Belly to back. The, the, the legs of the rope. table. Oh. You know, going back to previous gangsters matches, I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it needs to be said. Mustafa is the worker of this damn team. New Jack Austin comes off as being the one that's noticed because he'll do random crazy shit. But Mustafa carries these matches and make them look like wrestling matches. And look what he just did. Mustafa just fucking crashed right through the table, smashing Rocco through the table in the middle of the ring. While New Jack is just fucking all over the place outside the ring. Probably forgetting he was supposed to be in the ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say so. Just like we can't remember what our break song was supposed to be. (laughs) Nice scoop slam. Shit, frying pans, man. Every time, every show, frying pans. Those pieces of like fractured table are those are dangerous. Yep. Yeah, those are dangerous. All right, Rocco's going up for the top. They're gonna go for a drive-by. DDT, reverse DDT, leading to the. Splash, but no ref. No ref. Well, come on, Molino. Turn around. Molino watching the action outside of the ring like a dumbass Earl Hebner would instead of, oh, my job is to call the action in the ring. So Rocco fucking checks to see what's going on. And he gets nailed in the head with a chair. And gets rolled up. And now Jim Molino wants to make a cover. One, two, three. Gangsters win, and they're running out of dodge. What the fuck? That, I mean, that's a typical finish. I get it, but I hate it. I don't like it either. I hate that finish. I, I hate like when the it. referee pretends like he's not supposed to be doing his job. Don't give a fuck about the guys that are not the legal men in the ring. 
Let them fuck around outside of the ring all they want. It's not your job right now to worry about them. Worry about the two legal men in the ring and the potential pinfalls that may occur. No. Jim Molyneux. I think that's like a fucking decades-long issue with referees. Oh, it just became a common spot to do. It's yeah, and now they all do it. Oh, we're all dumb. Ah, we're At fucking idiots. We all become dumb. They used to be smart. They used to be the ones who had some control. <laughs> but no, referees have to be idiots. All right, promo time. Let's take a listen to this shit. Gangsters, just be public enemy. ECW promoter suspended us that we was gone. Oh, yeah. Wrong, son. It's gonna be a party in ECW mm. arena, you understand? And we gonna crash the party. You see, me and Mustafa got a whole lot of anger build up because, see, they sent us home with no pay. It ain't like the police when you get suspended with pay. We got suspended with no pay, you understand? Well, see, <laughs> this is a situation where when you. you Sounds you like forever. <laughs> police officers getting suspended with pay. <laughs> yeah, right. And you let them out and they go food you let the gangsters lose and look what That's happened problem, in new york it. we drop you down like the dogs that you Big are time. the sellouts that you are when you left the arena the people was letting you know you're a bunch of sellouts now you can get ready to take this ass whooping that we gonna give you Friday <laughs> night at the arena and then when you go down to wcw and they dress you up in little pink dresses with bows <laughs> in your head and pink socks on you can say hey the gangsters tore our ass up and ecw get ready boy because we gonna drop the bomb on you rocko Grunge, we going, you're going down. We're gonna put it on you one more time. This is gonna be our farewell gift to you. Public enemy is dead, and the gangsters done took over. So get ready because the gangsters in the house, sucker. Straight from the underground, OG style. Yeah, he's high as fuck, Mustafa. Yeah, tell me you're really high. Tell me you're really high. To the PE, the Mac Daddies of violence. These leather jackets these guys rocking. You thought we came in with a bang? Johnny, the gangsters, all rivals ours. You think you've seen us wrestle tough? You think we walk in that arena and people love us? They do, Johnny, and we love those people, don't we, Johnny? But this ain't about love, and this ain't about liking nobody. This is pure violence and this will be the most extreme wrestling match Johnny that anyone has time you got JV in the well on my uh, yeah. thing 5140 5142 why what are you at step up, brother. I just clicked by accident on something uh, else holy shit right that was badass Cactus Jack wow. allowed us to document his presentation of his newly acquired championship belt to his mentor, Raven. Raven, it was just like What's the, the time again? Mikey in there, Scorpio out of uh, 50 to 10. Kicking out, 10 kicking out. Okay, all right. Yep. Bingo, DDT. I'm a second ahead of you. With the neck belt on. And I brought him before you. Neil and yeah. Pain. Too much cock sucking, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Break connect. Jaws next. He's a great white meat baby face. We need this kid. He's great. Woman couldn't make him a man. 
But I can't. Get the guts. Pizzazz, you know, heart. Uh-oh. Happy about being <laughs> but I'm sure it's not going to be with you. Alright, so Mikey's not happy with being with Cactus. He doesn't want to be involved with Raven. He doesn't want to fuck Beulah. What's his problem? If you're going to get fucked out of any of those people, get fucked by Beulah. It's always surprising to me how big McFoley is compared to like most wrestlers. Yeah, he's he's big. Uh, Huge. You, you forget he's like a legitimate big like heavyweight. Right. He's like six three or whatever. Like, yeah. He just because he looks like a homeless man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like. But yeah, what a fucking episode there, man. That was a wild ride for us. <laughs> you know, it's wild. Weird, wild stuff. All right, so yeah, man, we went through. We had Missy High debut. Two Cold Scorpio, Mikey Whipwreck was a good match. Public Enemy, the Gangsters. Shit, hell of an episode to kick off Holiday Hell 1995. That was ECW Hardcore TV 141, January 2nd, 1996. And we're going to play the break song that we talked about earlier that we don't remember right now. (laughs) And we'll be right back with the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV.
we're back now for the second half of the Extreme ECW Livecast. We are covering now ECW Hardcore TV 142 from January 9th, 1996. And hope everybody enjoyed that. Some Lionel Richie all night long. Yeah, we remembered what it was. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> and man, I have to say, you know, and, uh, you know, we took a little break here. And JV was waiting a few minutes for me to come back. And I had my headset on. I was I was like, all right, I guess he's not back yet either. And I was just fucking jamming out to some Lionel Richie. Waiting for it. <laughs> and, man, I put the video on. And, dude, if you don't get happy, just a smile on your face when watching that video, then you're fucking not a human being. <laughs> so, that is... Not only the song and the music, which you just heard. Hopefully that put a smile on your face and got you moving. But watch the video. It's just like life, you know, culture. Yep. It, everybody just having a great time. That's how life should be. So, fucking check out that video if you haven't seen it. All right, so let's get into this, man. And from there, all this nice goody-goody talk, we go to Holiday Hell! <laughs> Holiday Hell Part 2 on January 9th. And we're going to continue our coverage. And we get some uh, we get some more matches. We're going to get a good chunk of matches here, JV. A lot of matches. Tommy Dreamer. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. So let's just run it down here. Um, I'll do, as always, three down to one. Give us that countdown. When I say play, we all click play. JV, you situated and ready to go. I think I am, so I'm yep, good. I am now. All right, and if you're gonna watch along, then you know you might have access to the drive. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Peacock Network version is pretty close to it, and could follow along close enough to see what's going on as we talk about it. So let's get right to it. January 9th, nineteen ninety six. You said it Hardcore TV one forty two. Three, two, one. Play. Here we go. All right, so we're getting some recap all the way back to April 8th of 1995, where Beulah first arrived on the scene, and Stevie is choking the shit out of Beulah. But this is when Beulah turned on Tommy. Tommy was coming to save her. And he got fucked. Tommy got fucked by trying That's to save right. Beulah. That's right. I remember all this. Yeah. And we got crackhead guy in the front row back then, remember? There yep. he is. He spent most of his year there. He's got there. a shirt on there, though. He's got yeah. a vest. He's got his Aladdin vest. He got a vest on. <laughs> so Tommy got fucked here. This is when Beulah turned on him. She wasn't showing the cleavage back then, but I never mind big titties in a sweater. Hell no. That, that gets it. me going. Yeah. Imagination going. Yeah. If titties are popping in a sweater, then you know they're special. <laughs> Man, what am I saying? All right. Anyway. The no, you ever get those videos on, like, Instagram? Oh, the like pop, pop, tits thing? Yeah. Yeah. Those rule. Yeah, definitely. I hate, but sometimes they really take over your algorithm, and it's, like, all you got. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, you, know, you gotta look over your shoulders. You know. I know, I know. I like tilt my phone a certain way just in case my yeah, wife yeah, walks yeah, in the door. Away. Yep. I'm like, 
I, I shut the volume off because I know she knows what the song is, too. What that means. <laughs> yeah, because they all, there's like five different, there's like five songs. Right. And they're only exclusively used for those fucking titties. For popping the titties. Yeah. yeah. And they've seen them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. All right, so it's like bubbles popping. Boop, 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 boop. And then it's just their fucking titties. <laughs> they bounce. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I, why do I have to have two daughters? <laughs> Hope that shit's done with in uh, 10 years. Dude, it's going to be worse. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you just stay on top of technology. You, you see that happen, you know what to what to make sure they're not doing. You know how many parents probably don't know this fucking... Like, I can't believe kids are on... That's another thing. Kids get TikTok and shit. It's crazy. <sighs> I know. Oh. All right. Anyway, so in the ring here, we're just getting more recap of the entire feud. Raven, Tommy... Because this whole episode really is going to be centered around Tommy and Raven. So we've gotten through April, May. Now we're in July. Heat wave. We've got the cage match here. July 15, 1995. When Tommy fucking crushes Raven's head with the steel chair. As Raven was chained to the cage. It's hard to believe that that was six months ago. When we covered that. Right, Such a wild 20th. shot. That was a crazy shot. Yeah, that was crazy. Along with this match, too. Oh, it, Terry Funk's Holt. Yeah, November to remember. What a wild year for that feud. I mean, that's the highlight of the year right there. Look at the production. Yeah, tonight on ECW. That's pretty good. They're figuring some shit out here as they hit it, you know, starting off 1996. Oh, that's a great video package feature of Rey Mysterio hitting the Hurricane Run into a pinfall. I think that was new to the package. And then that Hurricane Run has been there for a bit. Alright, so JV, I don't know if you noticed, but this episode in the previous episode we just watched is back to the original recordings. We've had semi-original. A lot of what we've been watching are like network versions, but edited to have the original shit in it. Yep. Like the original music. This, these are original episodes here, not from the network. The quality looks better too. It's, yeah, the quality's better because it's 96 as opposed to 95, 94 shit. Alright, so let's hear what Joey has to say here. Oh, so here's Bruiser Mastino. No shit. That's Mantar. Yeah, I heard him just say that. Yeah. I only knew him as Mantar. Did you know that he was not only just Mantar? Yeah, not for a long time. 
Maybe in the past couple of years I did. Now I do recall he did end up doing other stuff too. Like he was Goldust Bodyguard for a little while, but I didn't know that was Mantar at the time. But that's stuff I learned. No, later. I have no idea. Yeah. He's got a Christmas sweater on. If it's Mick Foley, I believe it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Loves Christmas. Loves it. Look, look how big he is there. <laughs> Compared to that. That's what I was saying at the end of the yeah. last episode. Look how fucking big he is. Like, Graven and Mikey are supposed to be the stars, but this guy just towers over everybody. And we also see Cactus Jack or Mick Foley with bigger guys all, all the time. Like, he's against The Undertaker. You don't realize how big he is. Yeah, he doesn't with... stand up straight a lot like he does there. That's true, too. He's always trying to hunch. and I think he tries to make his opponents look bigger than him a lot of times. Yep. Ooh, what's this song? Ooh. Ooh. This is the song, right, that we were just talking about? It's no, a blur it's not. song, we thought? Yeah, the blur. It wasn't blur? No, this is different. This is a totally different song, yeah, but that's what I was thinking. Whatever this song this is, sucks cock. Sorry for my language. <laughs> but they're hyping a show for February 3rd, 1996, back in Queens, New York. So we're holiday hey, hell Queens. was. And we're back in Queens, yeah, Rico Park. We went to Queens, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we went to the Mets. That was a wild night. Yep. That was a wild <laughs> night. I went to, you want to hear a wild night? Well, yeah. a Felt like a wild night. Alex and I, we went to the Mets as well. I think maybe the year before we went with everybody, we got a fucking hotel. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like straight out of like um, the Blues Brothers, where like outside your window is a train passing by like every fucking five seconds. No shit. It was like right in the fucking downtown Queens, right near the park, just a couple blocks over. But that's where all the fucking, like, the trains are, like, right above the buildings and shit. And it was Did so the creepy. Did shake and shit? It didn't shake like that, but oh. it was creepy. Like, there was one place we were going to stay, and it was, like, the shadiest place, so we just turned around and left. We are like, fuck this. We found, we found the Holiday Inn, one of the shittiest Holiday Inns ever. Holiday Inns are usually pretty good, but. They're usually not bad. Yeah, but That's this one was like, ugh. I would never recommend staying in Queens anymore. <laughs> like, well, I thought we it did, was like, didn't we? We didn't, no. At a nice hotel. A nicer hotel. No, we stayed out of town and like... No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah we did. Dude, we, we stood in a hotel. We yeah, we did, but we, we... It was more like a motel. That we stayed in. Dude, who did I go? Where did we stay in the... Oh, that maybe that was Baltimore. Yeah, you're thinking Baltimore, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, we, but when we went to the Mets, we stayed in like a motel that was outside of the city. We had to drive in. Remember? No. 
No? Your brother was all pissed off because he couldn't smoke cigarettes and shit? No, that's because we drove to New Jersey. Oh. Right? I don't fucking know. You're probably right. I'm wrong. It was a fucking... It was a, like a motel type thing. It wasn't a big building or anything. It was two levels. Alright, we got Bill Alfonso here. Listen to Bill Alfonso. This fucking maniac. Here we go. He deserves the mic. That's why he's got the mic. Because he's got Taz, motherfucker. Oh, look at it. We got the Pee Wee ref now. Is that Fugaki? Young ref. The other guy? No, oh, this is the the Bret Hart guy that I was talking about before. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. What's his name? Koji, Koji Nakagawa. Nakagawa. I don't know if he's going to be in that gimmick at this point, but that's what he's known for. The human suplex machine, Taz. So, again, we're finally getting the Taz that becomes the man. Oh, yeah, see, he's got the pink on. I don't think this guy's going to put up much of a Bret Hart match against Taz, though. Like, if this guy's coming all the way from Japan, he's got to be paying, <clears throat> getting paid more than Taz here, no? Uh, I wouldn't say he's getting paid more than Taz. Maybe he's getting a deal, or he's on a tour. Maybe he's working a few places in the United States. All right, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So while you're in the U.S., take as many like indie type shows that you can. Is that necessary? He's so confused. He Bill Alfonso's the real ref or not? Why's yeah, that? are you the ref? What's going on? What are you even saying? Speak no English. Bill Alfonso's the man. Hey, we, we still have standing invitation to hang out with Bill Alfonso at Scotty's Pub, far from Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Rick Beebe, you're there with us too. Yep. <laughs> Don't tell me to shut up. <laughs> Oh, this is it. Oh, my God. Tazplex. Taz makes that look so good. He killed him. He's dead. You know what, you know what Taz <laughs> did for short guys? Made everybody feel like badasses. Yeah. I can be a fucking badass. Look at Taz. Badass. I'm look Taz. at this. Boom. All right, Kata Hajime. There it is. That's it. Has mission. 
Oh, he taps immediately. That ain't no hit, man. Nope. Dead man. <laughs> Dead man. Dead man laying. I love this. This is great. This is like squash mat shit. I love it. All right, baby. Taz and Bill. Fonzie. Dropped him on his head. <laughs> Love it. Taz is on the scene, man. 1996. Does he ever become world champion? I think I've asked this already. Ah. Uh, yeah, he will. Taz is more about fuck the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not a yeah. word. But it, it's a major thing within ECW. Okay. More major than the million dollar man? It's about... Oh, it's definitely... Oh, well, I guess it's the same concept. But I think Taz pulls it off better than the million dollar man. Because you believe Taz fucking basically is the champion. Yep. Like, fuck you. I don't need to win your title. I don't need to have I'm a title shot. Yeah. I'm the champ. <laughs> Alright, let's take a listen to the uh, gangsters here. Now the gangsters that got back to ECW, and now the gangsters ain't giving a damn about ECW and a damn about nobody in ECW. We have been one thing. We gonna come and we gonna drop the bomb on any and everybody. So ECW fans, get ready because this time me and Mustafa getting loose and we getting crazy and we getting wild and we don't be foolish. Mustafa's gonna fall into the camera. Yeah, he's wobbling a lot. <laughs> and another big battle going on here. Things are heating up, man, JV. Yeah. Pitbulls eliminate his feud. You got a feud. Like Mike. The amount of talent right now is pretty Cactus impressive. Shit's yeah. just fucking popping off at this point. I love the total elimination finisher. It's a badass move. A sweep and a kick. Yep, especially how big they are. Yeah, monsters. Especially Cronus. Oh, Lance Wright. Don't fuck us up here with you. Uh, oh, I'm going crazy. That's it. That's no, all he says. Good. I'm Lance Wright. I'm a hype central. <laughs> he doesn't talk. All right. So January 26, ECW re returns to Flagstaff at Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. And who's going to be in attendance? We're going to have a uh, performing Sabu, a Sandman. Yeah, I'm not going to read all the shit. But this reminds me of. They're watching WWF TV, so they're just doing the same old thing. Yep. Go! Come into Providence! This guy, this guy, <laughs> and this guy! 
Oh, they got Rob Van Dam mentioned here. We haven't even seen him on TV yet. So who the fuck's that? Who's Rob Van Dam? Robbie Van Dam. Robbie Van Dam, the guy that the million dollar man fucked over in one of his little gimmicks back in the 80s. Really? Yeah. Rob Van Dam wrestled with million dollar man? No, Rob Van Dam was a kid. And oh, he was brought oh. onto the, the stage with the million dollar man to like... I forget what it was exactly. Maybe it was like, how many push-ups could you do? Don't quote me. Yeah, but to, something yeah, like yeah. that. He was, he was, that was awesome. <laughs> was it, and he's like, oh, I bet you can't do this many push-ups. And then like, when he was about to finish it, you know, like tripped the kid and couldn't finish him. <laughs> something. <laughs> it was Rob Van Dam. <laughs> no shit. I don't think I ever knew that. Now, I gotta look before I fucking get corrected. <laughs> I was just talking off the top of my head. It might have been push-ups. I know he did it with one kid who was, like, dribbling the basketball. That was fucking... That was sad to watch. You're all Rod, cautious Rod Van Dam was a little older than that kid. You're all cautious now because Rick's gonna get ya. Yeah! He's gonna I, get I, ya! And I said I wasn't gonna be cautious. I was gonna be like, fuck it. You can just correct I'll me. I'll look at ya. Back but then, back if I'm not cautious enough... Then it'll be like 20 minutes of uh, Quality Control Center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Rob Van Dam had to kiss DiBiase's foot for $100 or something. All right. Whatever. My point was, Rob Van Dam was young and he was involved in a segment with Million Dollar Man. It's out there. Gila. Models. Look at oh, this. this cool. I like this with all the commercials. The old school 90s Knicks. Wow. Patrick Ewing. Models, Fila. Gotta go to Moe's. Oh, yeah, wait till next year. Yeah, wait till next. 96? Oh, yeah, that's a good year to wait for. He's gonna win the World Series next year. (laughs) Well, this year, because we're in 96. Well, the season's about to start in a few months. They're getting ready for 96 here. Spring training game. I feel like, and I mean, I don't have any of the tapes that I actually recorded shit on anymore. But if I did have any of them, I wish I would have recorded differently than I did. I always wanted to get rid of commercials when I recorded as a kid. Yeah, so everybody did. So I was like really like yeah, on top of it. it. No, I wasn't. All like, your uh, all your recordings were clean. Yeah. I mean they would they would be great on fucking YouTube and shit. But man, people want commercials yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nostalgic. Right. That speaks more to nostalgia than like the actual show. Right. Because it puts you back to that time. More so than just that episode. Wow, look at Mantar here. Bruce Mastino. He shaved up. He, he just, he's a he big bastard. He's not hairy, but yeah, he's a big bastard. And he's taking on El Porto Recanio. And I'm going to point this out. I haven't said this yet about El Porto. What the fuck's up with your shitty ass t-shirt, man? You look like the kid that thinks he's fat at the beach. That has to go into the fucking water with the shitty ass t-shirt on. 
It's like, dude, you don't need to wear the shirt. Okay? We can tell you're not jacked. Why the fuck you wearing the t-shirt? You think you need to look jacked to be a wrestler? You should be happy you look fucking thin. Take the fucking shirt off. And that's another ongoing thing about me in my wrestling fandom. <laughs> yeah, is guys with shirts on. Take the fucking shirt off. You're wrestling. It's expected that you don't wear a shirt. It's expected you might be big. You might be fat. You might be skinny. Whatever the fuck. You're wrestling. Just like you're going to a pool. You're expected to be fucking no shirt. You only look like an idiot if you go into the water with a shirt on, you dumbass. You look or like just a wear dumbass. Tights that cover you if you're worried. But don't wear a fucking bat. He does. That's the thing. He doesn't need the t shirt on. Right. He's wearing a full. Like, yeah. Y- you can see. He's wearing. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's not trunks, but he's, he's like wearing what Bret Hart wears. He's fucking wearing. Like a double it? I don't know if that's what it's called. But a it's singlet. He's wearing a singlet. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. So what the fuck's up with the t-shirt? And it looks grimy. It's all gray and dirty looking. Is that part of the gimmick? Is, is El Puerto Riqueño, so he's going to look wow, like a he grub? has an amateur background? Bruiser Mastino? Yeah. Yeah. He was probably the best in his weight class because nobody else was that heavy. I should have been in UFC. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, imagine how many guys could have been big stars in MMA if that was an option back in the... Maybe. They have to really put in the work. Right, but in that early stage... A lot harder stage, to be a professional MMA fighter than a professional wrestler. Yeah, but how do you think Dan Severn would fare against people today? Not as good. Right. Well, that, so, that, you can't say that, though, because different eras. A lot of these guys are good now because what guy... You know what I mean? Like, No, I, I get that, but what I'm saying is there's probably other people that went into wrestling that could have been good in in MMA oh, yeah. of the there's late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying Bruiser Mastino right here. Like, he looks tough. He looks like he could do shit in the ring. And he has, like... He's, he's an amateur background. Yeah. Which so is he funny probably could have beat somebody's asses. Right. Amateur is more professional than fucking professional. Wow. Wow. See, that makes a difference. Him right here is Bruiser Mastino looks way cooler than fucking Mantar. Mm-hmm. With fucking paint across his eyes. And, of course, coming out to the ring with a fucking big bullshit. It's like all of Vince McMahon's Minotaur shit. Are like bad episodes of, like, impractical jokers going bad. <laughs> no, no, put this fucking fuzzy brown fucking suit on. Oh, wow, he did it. All right, now paint your fucking eyes black. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't yeah, shave that's... into your body here. Oh, my God. That's what they did with him. But the thing with Vince is, at this point, he doesn't bring these people in to make them stars. He brings them in as, like, all right, we need people to be on TV and have matches, and that's it. Yeah. Like, with no expectation of them being something good for their company. And that's a shame. Like, anybody you hire, you should be hoping that maybe they can be something. 
But no, that's not how it was. And man, this is continuing. And Bruiser Mastino is fucking up a Puerto Ricano. And I like that this. Hurt. Laying down the hurt. Thanks, but oh, 911. 911. Equalizer. I want Bruiser Mastino to fuck up 911. This, in this case right here. You got this new big guy bruiser. They should be able to go back and forth. So let's see how this goes. Look, he's almost as tall as him, too. Mastino is huge, but 911 will not be intimidated. You ain't fucking choke slamming Mastino. Oh, but he's got the goozle. Don't even. No way. Kick him in the nuts. This should be a feud. This is something they should build up. Don't let 911 just choke slam him right now. Oh. What are they doing? They're catering to the crowd that knows that he was Mantar. Yeah, yeah. He was Mantar, so fuck him. ECW is better than fucking Mantar and that pussy WWF shit. That's got to be what they're doing. Well, this would have been a good opportunity to have fucking a challenger to 911. Oh, shit. All right, so, you know, we had Fonzie come in there and he's yelling at 911, but hey, Gordon's back and. Gordon attacks <laughs> Fonzie, and the last time we saw Gordon, he was all bloody and fucked up. Oh, but Taz is like, eh, eh, that's not going to happen. And Taz is going to fuck up Gordon. Oh. Fonzie was about to slap Gordon, but 911 stopped him. 911 is no selling bruiser again. And he's going to choke slam him again. Totally like making Bruiser look like a chump. Bruiser probably fuck up Taz. <laughs> That's not the story they're going to tell. Alright, we got a shit show here. Everybody's in the rank. And I like this. I like this, JV. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good little... You know, guy? A low, wow. low card story going on here. Well, and that's good that they're doing that. Yeah. You know, build up the Taz feud. Commissioner Gordon, that pops me every time. Commissioner Gordon. It's like we got to get the bat signal ready here. Oh, Todd Gordon calls for it. Up and down. Wow, shit. Oh, wow. You can bet we haven't seen the last of Taz in 9-1-1. Who the fuck's that Jamoke on the side there? With his little windbreaker ECW jacket. What are you all wowing me for? What was that? Who, me? 
<laughs> he said, oh, wow. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you did. Crowd. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, Boomini's like dancing. It's horrible. I didn't say I liked him, but. Yeah, you did. Shut up. Like, I got <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was funny. Why is this so fucking loud all of a sudden? Oh, they want Bubba. Shit, I had to lower the volume on it. Yeah, me too. My volume was lower than half. Now, speed limits! Hey, we have a 316 sign from, uh, from one of the Dudleys. Dudley 316. Dudley 316 sign way before Stone Cold. What else did Austin take from Bubba's dancing again. Davey, can you talk? Yeah. Alright. I feel like you sounded low for a second there. Is it because the music was too high? Maybe. Dance, Bubba, dance. Alright, it feels like something just changed though. Like, you're not as loud as my audio anymore. Well, you what what audio did you lower? All of it, or just the YouTube? Video? I didn't change anything. It just you just said it was too loud. You just left it loud. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was too loud. Are they lowering the lights? All right. So at this point now, we have the Dudleys in the ring with Bubba here. Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards, Blue Meanie, Dance Off Party. So we're going to get this dance off between Bubba and Blue Meanie. This guy is pissing me off now. <laughs> this is a song, right? No, it's not. <laughs> this ain't the Blur song again? I think it is. No, this is the same one we thought it was last time. Well, yeah. It's but not Blur. <laughs> we know it's not Blur, but isn't this... What the fuck is that song, though? We're trying Ooh. to figure out what this is. Listen to a lyric. Try to catch a lyric. Yeah, but this is not a real song. This is like some kind of stock bullshit music, I think. Like free music. I can't make it out. No way, dude. It's a real fucking song. What do you mean? Well, I guess it is, but it's not anything I've ever heard before. I can't hear what the fuck she's there saying. She's talking nonsense. Yeah. 
<laughs> Suck. <laughs> You're a bum. That's 90s music. <laughs> it sucks. I do want to know what the fuck song that was, though, that we couldn't think of. Because I've heard that song so many times. And Blur was the first thing that came to mind, but it was a female singer. I don't think Blur has a female lead vocalist. Ah, I'll, I'll look it up, but... But hey, Rick Beebe! <laughs> You'll be on assignment for that. Oh, the gangsters. Still talking in this weird-ass, creepy hallway. Like, I want to figure out that song, but I don't want to search anything because I have nothing to search. Other than, you can't search that. So yeah, I'm at a loss. I wish I could just pop on a Shazam or something, but can't do that with headphones on. Huh? No. <laughs> Don't work that way. All right, so we get now to our main event. Oh, main portion event. of the show, and we got a big main event. Tommy's gonna go through the gauntlet. He wants a Raven. But he has to go through Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, and then he gets Raven. Oh, we got to keep them separated. Look at the crowd. They're jamming out to the offspring here. Look at that dude in the front row. He's trying to throw his head banging hard. Or not, he's not even head banging. He's just like head nodding very quickly. Yeah. He just has a lot of hair, so it's bopping around. <laughs> Picnic table on. Here comes Stevie. There's no Raven. You can't fight Raven yet. You gotta fight everybody else. He's like Shang Soon. You can get up the ladder. Mortal <laughs> Kombat! Oh, yes. Kabula. Come on. What's the difference between flannel and plaid? Uh, I think plaid is the pattern and flannel is the fabric. Ah, uh, okay. Because that just looks like cotton. So oftentimes plaid and flannel are together. So you can have a plaid flannel. Yeah, flannel is like the material of... It, it's it's not just a cotton shirt. You can have a cotton plaid shirt, but if it's flannel, it's kind of like felty. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah, it's how the fabric. I get it. It's like the feeling. Like, like you said, yeah. flannel is a fabric. Yes. And um, plaid is the. Yeah, plaid is a pattern. Pattern. Yeah. Well, design. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> What? Last night in Glen Olden, Pennsylvania, Raven broke his. He's making shit up here. 
And Blue Mini has to tell him what he broke. Broke his leg. <laughs> he did not break his leg. <laughs> Tom Tom. Crowd chanting bullshit. What a heat magnet Stevie Richards is. I said this either the last episode or the episode before that. Raven character is nothing without Stevie Richards. Stevie I Richards, think Stevie Richards is, is huge. more interesting than the Raven character. I didn't think this is a kid, but I didn't see Steven Rich Richards like this. You need somebody like Stevie, and it makes it work. So Tommy's talking shit. I don't believe you get your fucking boy. And Blue Meanie attacks him. Alright, so this first match is going to be Blue Meanie versus Tommy. And obviously Tommy's going to fuck up the Blue Meanie, but let's see. Oh, DDT and it's over, right? Boom. How did I like this guy? <laughs> oh, nice move. That was nice. That was a nice reversal. Damn, another DDT. And Stevie's out. And here comes Beulah. Oh. Oh, ass shot. You see that, JV? Yes, I did. Ho, ho, ho. Make that the thumbnail. Oh, shit. Oh. She's smacking. He smacked her ass. Yeah, I didn't get a good shot. I want to get a good shot of it, so it's not worth it. But Raven comes in. What the fuck was that that he hit him with? Almost like a shelving, like a plastic shelving unit. It was very random. Uh, yeah, it looked like a fucking <laughs> baby crib. <laughs> oh, I know what's happening. And I know why Beulah's all covered up. Remember, think of Beulah's clothing, JV. Mm -hmm. She's got all that flannel and clothing covering her. Yeah, she's coming off, right? She's covering herself up. Because it's coming off, right? Is that right or no? Oh, not yet. Oh, shit. Raven just dived. He set Tommy up on the table outside the ring. Dove over the ropes, slamming Tommy through. <clears throat> and I'm going to let you stew on that, JV, but what I had said is it looked like Raven brought in, like, a baby's crib. And nailed Tommy with that. I could be wrong with my time frame of what's going on here, but... I think I might be right. All right, Raven gives his sign. Tommy's down in the middle of the ring. Raven has stretched those arms out. Even flow time? Let's see. Is that what he calls it, right? Even flow? It's called the even flow. That nails him with a headbutt.
Tommy's in trouble. Raven just kicking top. Tommy's in big trouble. Tommy's fucked up here, and Raven is in control. Blue Meanie's laughing outside the ring, even though he got his ass DDT'd and lost. Stevie, same thing. Labula just cowering in the corner, clutching her stomach, covering herself in the flannel. And Dreamer coming with a comeback. Raven selling, selling like a motherfucker. Gets DDT'd. Stevie runs in. DDT to Stevie. Another DDT to Raven. And Raven's thinking, hey, man, this is going to be my finishing move. Stop fucking nailing me with DDT. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You're burying my move. <laughs> Ugly ass DDT. Yeah. Come on, man. Terrible. But the crowd loves it. Your Tommy boy, standing Tom. tall. Your boy, Tommy Dreamer. Who's boy? Your boy. Never my boy. <laughs> Never that. Never. Never more. <laughs> Never like Tommy Dreamer. Know what Tommy Dreamer is, basically? He's like the every man. It's like, oh, this guy came out of the crowd and he's a star in ECW. That's how he's portrayed at this point. They tried to portray him as like a real wrestler at first. But we saw the trajectory. He was a loser. He had to go hardcore and get the fans appreciation. Yep. Get noticed. But he still sucks. Yeah, he's still... <laughs> <laughs> He's still just them. They just like him more because now they realize, yeah, he like us. All he's done is taking ass beatings. Yeah, he we yeah. get appreciation. Yeah. That's and it. Ditch, and ditch his original costume. He doesn't win anything. Now. I don't think he ever wins the title. Which is what? fine, because he doesn't need to, but it fits the character. He's just a fucking guy that goes out and fights. He loses most of the time, but fans like him. That's it. Oh, they fought into the crowd. Raven's bloodied up. Which... I'm confused though. He was never a champion. He was never an ECW champion. No. Wow. Oh. Uh, Dreamer just fucking slammed them with a can of beer. That was a spraying all over the place. I mean, there's nothing wrong with never being the champion of a business that no, you're a, a big star in. Great a lot of great wrestlers that were never champion. I just assume, yeah. considering he was so big for ECW, like he had to have won it at least once. But eh. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying, though. If his whole thing was, you know, was this? They're yeah, fighting outside of the ring now, outside of the arena. They're in New York. They're making their way back. Is he going more outside? Or, you know, he's going back towards the ring now. 
That's such an interesting design, this little like stadium field house gymnasium they're in. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. What the fuck is that? I thought it was like a retractable roof. I was like, are they going outside again? <laughs> Both Raven and Dreamer are a bloody mess. Both men are down. Remember, the winner of this matchup will get a shot at the Sandman. All right, so this is a number one contenders match. Whoever wins this here, Tommy and Raven fighting to go up against Sandman that night, this very night. Alright, so I'm just double checking the history here of the championship. And it looks like Tommy Dreamer wins it at some point, but has it for less than a day. So fuck him. It wasn't a champion. And it was in 2000. Oh, but that was like WWF, right? No, it was right, like right before. It's like barely counts. It was at the end. Oh, what was that hairspray? Raven gets sprayed in the face. Is that hairspray oh, shit. a raid? Raven is blinded. Fuck. Buell did it by accident? I missed it because I was looking at the fucking result. No, no. I don't know. I guess it was. It's kind of Raven weird. fucking spraying. Oh, well, this is we got some story building here. To me, Raven yeah, DD me, that's a story build. Yep. Raven DDT's Richards out of the frustration. Tommy DDT's Raven, but Raven kicks out. So Tommy still can't pin Raven. Dude, this show is awesome. These matches that we've watched. Oh. This has been a great match. Like in totality. We'll see how the finish goes, but I'm fucking enjoying this, man. Welcome to 1996 ECW TV. Oh, nut shots! Or is he hit him in the butthole? Those are either nut shots or butthole shots. What would you rather have, JV? Ball shots or nut butthole shots? <laughs> I'm not answering. I don't have to answer that. Terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brutal question. And how you propose the question. It's, there's a little too much going on there. Ain't nothing subtle when it comes to the ball. <laughs> no. Yeah. Getting hit in the dicks really sucks. Yeah. At certain times you might want to get hit in the balls. <laughs> Like, would I rather someone run up and, like, punt me with their foot in the butt or <laughs> my dick? Oh, shit. Probably the butt. Probably the butt, right? Oh, I think always the butt. Someone, like, someone winding up and kicking you in the dick, you end up in the hospital. That shit, you couldn't think of No, I don't mean butt. the fat, assy part of your butt. I meant the fucking ball. 
What the fuck okay, anyway. does that work? <laughs> well, didn't you see Tommy just fucking nailing him? Like, he had the opportunity to be punching him in the balls or punching him in the fucking nut, in the, in the asshole. It's <laughs> like, so he, he, he probably hit him in both in that shot. That's why I thought of it. Tainted? Yeah, in the taint. Oh, oh, referee out of position again. Here we go. Tommy goes to slam Raven with the chair, but referee gets in the way. Why would the referee get in the way at that point? That made no sense. We got a super kick. Raven covers Tommy. Referee, you're going to get up now just in time? At least it's Finnegan and not Molino again. So at least they switch up the refs to be idiots. All right, so Stevie's going to set up Tommy Dreamer for Blue Meanie. What the fuck's Meanie doing? He's afraid to get up to the top rope. All right, he's up to the top. Misses the Meanie salt. Oh, even flow on a steel chair. Referee's up now. And it's over. Raven wins. That was a bummer. I'll tell you what, that was a nice moonsault attempt by uh, the Blue Meanie, though. It was, yeah. Good spot. What I don't like is just you know, the final moments of that match. It could have ended without them getting back involved. They were already involved early on. Get the fuck out at this point. Bloody like, mess. Raven doesn't need Stevie to win that match in the end. Well, hey. Raven wins the match. Stevie gets to hype himself up as being, you know, I'm the guy that helps you out all the time. Now, speaking of, uh, you know, Blue Meanie, Stevie... Oh, you're going to love it soon when it comes time for the Blue World Order. The BWO. <laughs> Blue World Order. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a great song, too. Who's that creeping in my window? Ha! Try to figure out who this is. Travis Scott tried to make a song like that. It's not him. Oh, we're getting a fucking Pulp Fiction recap here? Alright, let's just lay back and listen to all the goodness here, right, JV? Hell yeah, I just saw Bill Alfonso. Hey, Sandman's here. Yeah, he is. And loving every second of it. 911, 
You can play with Bill Alfonso all you want, but when you get in the ring with Tad, the game's over. I'm one more. I'm begging you, begging you, trying to chokeslam me. Badass. Taz? Yeah, Taz is the man. You know what? Oh! I think there's a surprise at the end of this episode. I, I might be wrong, but hold on. Let's see. You gotta tell me. Who the hell's that chick? It's Lady Alexandra. Smoking tits. Remember? In the last episode. Big return coming at the end of this. Oh, wow, I was wrong. Jane Douglas. Yeah, baby. That's huge. Jane Douglas is back, baby. The best roster he's worked with, too. Oh, my God. Things are fucking great. And he's back. Wow. Things are kicking off here in 1996. Oof. Man, good set of episodes right there. Full of action from Holiday Hell 1995. Hey, man. I'm, I'm excited to keep going. Well, we'll be back in two weeks. JV, how'd you feel about those two episodes? In brief? Solid. I love it. Velocity's still going up. Things are still turning up. All right, we got the Public Enemy, the Gangsters. That was a hell of a crazy match. Too Cold, Mikey Whipwreck. That was a great match. And the, the angle where Mikey's like, I don't want to, I didn't want you to help Cactus Jack. But now they're tag team champions together. And he's the TV champion because of Cactus Jack. Man, shit's wild. Public Enemy's on their way out at the House Party 96, which we're going to get into in our next couple episodes. Taz fucking just running through people. Fun stuff going on here, man. Tommy Dreamer and Raven. I think that's the best of the Tommy Dreamer and Raven feud that we've seen yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was alluding to something with Beulah that is on the rise that you didn't pick up on, which I'm I'm glad you didn't. So we'll get to that soon. And, man, fun stuff there. So we'll be back with our Extreme ECW Live wrap-up in just a second. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live wrap-up. And in two weeks, we'll be back with another set of episodes. It'll be January 16th and 23rd of 1996. That's episodes 143 and 144 of the Extreme ECW Live cast. And, man, that's going to be fun as well because we're now moving on to House Party 96. Okay, so no Kid in Play, no Dragon Breath, Mont Lawrence. Fun shit, nonetheless. And also, you know, check us out on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. 
career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, where we are now doing some special episodes. In our most recent episode, as we said earlier, is a Broken Skull session interview between Stone Cold and Brett the Hitman Hart. We did part one, and coming up soon is part two of that episode and that interview. And that'll be more about Austin and the Hitman's matches against each other. Part one is more about the Montreal Screwjob. Definitely check that out. Again, that's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Please also check us out on Twitter. Follow me, Mike Pru, at NPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And follow us at the Extreme Cast. And also follow Rick Beebe at Leo Wyatt85. Leo, L E O Wyatt, W Y A T T85. And thanks, Rick, again for your coverage. And we look forward to the next episode in addition to your quality control center. And uh JV, you'll you'll figure out an outro song. We didn't uh we didn't pick one, so mm-hmm. you got you got reins on that one. And uh, we talked about a lot of songs, so maybe pick something that we talked about. <laughs> maybe Toto. <laughs> you had Toto on your mind for a lot of this episode. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, so JV, any final words before we head on out of here? No, sir. All right, guys, thanks for listening. BTT Army, thank you. As always, JV Goon Squad, thank you. And all our listeners, thank you for your support. We'll see you in two weeks. So long. Deep inside Frightened of this thing that I've become